You're listening to DraftKings Network. And before we get to the show, we just want to tell you that support for today's Cooligans is brought to you by Manscaped. That's which, right. if you don't know, that's the below. It's the best below the waist grooming, dude. Uh, correct. <laughs> yes, I'm very much aware. I've, I've been a, man, a Manscaped customer uh, for probably about like a, a year now. Which is good because I think people who've met you and seen how young your face looks assume you don't grow hair down there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like this is I'm I'm here to uh, you know to like tell this is a really a message to the doubters. Okay, this isn't a manscaped ad. This is <laughs> no, a, no, no. letting you know I grow hair down there. Okay, if anybody was interested, and also stop sending me those messages for those requests. Okay, <laughs> right? We're not starting a weird OnlyFans. Okay, uh, I certainly do. I'm a very hairy person. Uh, uh, and let me tell you something. I'm I'm really happy about this because I have uh, hurt myself pretty bad in the past mm. uh, trying to get rid of the hair down there, which I wouldn't even do if it wasn't for my wife saying, "Yo, could you do something about this?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how you, that's how your wife talks. She's like, "Yo, look, fam, I'm gonna need you <laughs> to kind of like trim the hedges a little bit, all right? Because it's becoming right. a problem." Right when you go to the bathroom, it looks like you be shaving a teddy bear. So I need you to do something about that. Long hair don't care. You should care, my G. Uh, but I have. I've used like I kept an old beard trimmer, you know, mm. and that's what I was using. Uh, but it, it nicked me. It nicked me real bad. I screamed, and I didn't know what to put on it, so I put uh, rubbing alcohol on it. That was a horrific mistake. Wow. Uh, I, I, this feels like uh, a kink more than anything. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> Everything you're doing seems to be uh, the be- the wrong decision, okay? I've never I've never pleasured myself better. No, <laughs> it was horrific. But that's what I use. When I used to shave my face, I used to use rubbing alcohol. Or when I like when I really buzz the beard, the hair on my neck or whatever, I'll use rubbing alcohol because it really closes up your pores. So I was like, well, I'll just use this. This is my aftershave. Let's just say it was a calamity. There was a lot of screaming. The neighbors called the cops. Yeah. It was a lot going on. But that doesn't happen anymore because now I got this Manscaped, which has this really cool sort of uh, guard here that stops, you know, your, your skin from falling in. And it's got a light. That's so now right. you can see what's going on down That's there. That's right. This is so. This is a lawnmower three point oh, and it's uh, it, it, the three point oh, baby. Okay, it, it is really great, and it's uh, yeah. Usually we're not, uh, you know, on this show we don't just you know talk about uh, testicles and balls and uh, whatever else you want to. You call know, them. we do, we do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's not the focus. Uh, but this that's is, a good point. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, you know we're dedicating time to make sure that uh, our listeners, uh, you know, dudes who want to take care of themselves down there. Uh, or ladies or right la- you yeah, wanna they- you wanna shave your you know <laughs> or you wanna buzz it down okay, you know yeah yeah but i i never knew alexis could reach that pitch uh yeah, that, yeah. That was only high. when i'm talking about that uh <laughs> so, but hey you know it's covid maybe you don't want to go to the uh salon or where where do where do the ladies <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah look this is why we need manscaped because uh, most men have no idea what goes on down there <laughs> we they don't know how other people do it they don't know how what, what we're supposed to do uh, but pick up go, go to manscape.com uh, and 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 pick up the, the lawnmower right so if you if you use the uh, promo code gully21 uh, you will receive uh, 20% off and free shipping uh, and I again I highly recommend it with the lawnmower in itself you can use it in the shower it has a, a yeah like it's Alexa, waterproof 
it's waterproof you can use it, it has a great led light for like for precision you know because even right. if you are in a well-lit room there's certain areas that you can't really see okay right that, that, unless you got weird lights on the floor of your <laughs> bathroom <laughs> and, and then you a freak and you need this joint you know what i mean okay you need so to be clean down there you're quite, you're quite prepared uh, I, but, uh, <laughs> uh but no it is uh it's a great product uh, manscaped also has a, a bunch of different uh you know pack you can get like a a care package that has like you get underwear t-shirts you can get a uh, ball what is this a ball deodorant deodorant okay did you know that you ladies can... buy this for your mans is <laughs> okay. you know, did you know that your balls shouldn't smell yeah i didn't know that don't put it under in your armpits okay no. it goes in a different spot okay? i actually thought the smell was the appeal turns out <laughs> it is not no 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 uh, the whole pheromone thing is uh been been debunked okay so yeah. ignore it uh but go go to manscape.com uh and and make sure to use the promo code gully 21 uh for 20 percent off and free shipping uh it's a, it's a great, great product, uh, uh, and, and thank you, Manscaped, for supporting today's show. Yeah, and also, hey, you know, use it on your ass. Come on. <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's how we end it. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight on The Cooligans, we are talking about Chelsea and Frank Lampard. That relationship is over. They are moving on. Uh, they have swiped left, and we're going to be talking about the U.S. Women's National Team going up against Colombia again, uh, and it didn't go great for Colombia. That's right. Plus, we talk about the MLS draft. Who won, who lost, and who got all that am, and what are you going to do with it? <laughs> Plus, we talk about Weston McKenney flexing all over the WhatsApp group chat with his new trophy. <laughs> that and more today on the Cooligans! What's up, guys? Landon Donovan here, and I got to kick it with the Cooligans today. Keep following, keep listening, keep watching. See you guys soon. Yeah, baby! <laughs> you said you look like you were on a roller coaster. You're like, yeah, yeah I'm doing this. It's like, uh, you know, like the helicopter's going down, but I'm not the pilot. Why am I up here? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome uh, to another episode of The Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right, and I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right, we are your favorite stand-up comedians <sighs> that host the funniest soccer show that has ever lived. That's right. And it also, just in case you might have forgotten, maybe you misplaced it, you're like, where... Where is that data sheet I usually keep on the show? And like, oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, they also happen to be the gulliest. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, go, I keep a, a stack of paperwork as, uh, <laughs> as you know, evidence uh, for, for for the upcoming Cooligans, uh, you know, case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got obviously you you're you're a public defender. You're just like, I'm sorry, I'm late. I had to pick up the files. <laughs> We're going are, to jail. Yes, I, Your Honor, defender. they are quite gully. I have the evidence to prove it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean a case dismissed. I know I'm not allowed to say that. Uh feels apropos. <laughs> uh, so, uh, hello, everyone. Yes, yeah, so a, a lot to uh, discuss today. Uh, so many things going on in the world of soccer. We have we have no guest. We there's too much to discuss. Uh, yeah. And and the first thing we have to start with is obviously the things going on at Chelsea Football Club. Okay, Frankie got got. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not Frankie. Yo, they got Frankie. Yo, Frankie done though. <laughs> oh man, I, yo, I just saw his mom the other day. What's I know, bro. I was just talking. We <laughs> were supposed to meet up, go over X's and O's. <laughs> uh, no, man. Frank Lampard, uh, manager for uh, for Chelsea, has been sacked, as they say in England. Um, uh, he's Which been let go. Which does sound worse than fired. 
doesn't it? It does. Uh, I mean, look, if they if they change it to got got, I'd be like, okay, all right, okay. I understand why. Was poor You'd guy. You'd be like, what'd he do? You know, it's his fault. <laughs> you, you know, know? why? He, you know, he messed with the wrong person. He should have been Bruh. on that block. He knows. We all I, know. I told him that's yo, that's his girl, dog. I mean, I know they're exes right now, but he don't play like that. <laughs> uh, but no, he's been uh, he's been like, oh, right. So look, the, the 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 recent record for Chelsea has not been great. They did win their FA Cup uh, match, uh, but before that, they've just been losing a whole bunch. I think they've lost eight out of nine, uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they, they bad losses to Leicester, bad losses. Uh, they lost, they lost to, to every top club. Basically, <laughs> yeah. they couldn't be the top club. Yeah, yeah. They, the the last uh, two wins they had were against West Ham and against Fulham, uh, which were ages ago. Nobody even remembers them anymore. Right. Uh, you know, and that's how the Premier League is. You you win if you if it's been three four weeks since a win, it's like wow. You, you, yo, you still here? I didn't know yeah. you were. I'm like, see, it's weird to see you clock in. You know? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> it's like uh, George Costanza. Like, dog, you were fired this weekend. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You weren't yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Oh, them- there must have been some, when, some error, some clerical error somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we must have just forgot to tell you because I thought you were fine. There's another manager here. <laughs> you Why guys, are there you, two offices? <laughs> yeah, you know, or you're like, you're sitting on his lap in your, in your office. <laughs> you, you don't should. think this is weird? <laughs> Thomas Tuchel and you're right here, who is rumored to be the next manager. And by rumored... He's he's measuring the wall in Frank Lampard's office. Okay, as Frank choosing, Lampard is getting fired. Yeah, right. He's choosing the paint uh, yeah. for, for, the, for his office. Uh, yeah. So it looks like uh, Thomas Tuchel uh, was uh, who was fired from PSG uh, for whatever reason. I don't know. Like literally, Mauricio Pochettino. Mar- <laughs> that was the reason. But it's just it's just so strange how. The dude is taking his team to the Champions League final, and you know they didn't win it, but. Because they're built to win the Champions League final. You can't lose it. <laughs> and it's the manager's fault, right? And when yeah. you lose a game... What are you going to sack Neymar? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, Tuchel, sorry. We didn't pay $200 million for you. You're out. Who do you? Whose fault do you think it is that Chelsea is in this position and Frank got fired? If you had to blame somebody, Vatican do you himself. blame Frank Lampard or are you like me and simply blame Timo Werner? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blame the photographer who took the photos for Christian Pulisic, okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben <laughs> Weller. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only person to blame. Everything was fine up until that point. Dude, uh, I, you know what? When we look back at this, it's going to be the, the turning point. And we're not <laughs> sure if it's turning even lower or, or going up. No, look, um, the the uh, I think the 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 money spent on Timo Werner, uh, Kai Havertz, and, and Hakim Ziyech uh, were, is is enough to say like, yo, these guys should be producing, and why aren't they producing? And- those were those those were the bullets in the gun. You know yeah. what I mean? Those were that was the weight on his shoulder. That was the look how great you did with no money. Now here's two hundred twenty two million pounds, mm-hmm. and he's like. Ah! I think I'm going to make the I think I'm going to make the house worse. This <laughs> we're going to deflip this house. <laughs> you know, he played uh supermarket sweep and then just left with rice cakes, you yeah, know? Like, no, like, like you, you, you did the game wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what how did you find kale that went bad? Is my question. <laughs> turkey, so look, you got to get the turkey. <laughs> uh so look, the the um the, the, the stretch of losses uh was just too difficult like to 
overcome, and we all we we were been mentioning this for for weeks. Like the 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 le- the, the leash at, at, at Chelsea for any manager is very very short. Thomas Tuchel is going to deal with the same exact uh, problems. Uh, I don't know if it's a uh, a tactical issue that Timo Werner and Kai Havertz are bad. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if that's simply the case. But- I mean, look, they did play better in Germany. So I but mean, it's, if, it, but if, it's also Germany, right? So what do we got to do? We got to we got to tell everyone around Chelsea to not smile, right? Become very <laughs> <laughs> remind them of home. Well, the big issue is that they, they've they've just been giving up so many goals, uh, yeah. and that is not you know that has nothing to do with who necessarily who's up top and and uh, and their offense. They've just been giving up so many goals the last uh, couple games that that is that feels like the the uh, a manager that can't like communicate and get through to a defense uh and and their goalkeepers and things like that and like you know when mendy got there the goalkeeper and, and replaced uh uh kepa arita balaga um yeah. everything was gesundheit <laughs> there was so much improvement everything was better everybody everybody's uh uh, uh you know spirits were lifted uh, uh but then Except Mendy. He was like, like, why am I here? <laughs> Mendy going through the same exact things that Kepa was going through. Just uh, not necessarily poor goalkeeping, but, but there, there was poor uh, defending in front of him. So Here's what I think happened. As soon as Willian left Chelsea, they fell apart. But as soon as he came to Arsenal, we started sucking. So why don't we just send him back? You can have him back. <laughs> I think that's what they need. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I thought I was, I thought something was wrong when I checked the news and I saw that the U.S. Uh, women's national team had beaten Colombia again, you know? I was like, <laughs> what is Colombia doing? Why would you sign up for this twice? It's like your friend who gets back with, like, an abusive ex, and you're like, yo, she toxic, bro. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Don't do this. Didn't you learn your lesson the first time? We all saw it. <laughs> no, saw it. <laughs> it sounds like a good idea up front. But we all know you can't do this. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, uh, U.S. Uh, there was it was the second of uh, of two friendlies. Uh, the first one uh, didn't go great for Colombia. This one went uh, a little bit worse. Uh-huh. Uh, six uh, six nil. Uh, but this time, at least Colombia had the, the players that 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 couldn't play because of uh, they were being cautious for you know the COVID protocol. So they did have them. Uh, but they, so they should worse. stick to, <laughs> stuck to the, uh, turns out your B squad, really, yeah, A squad. It's like junior varsity just beat varsity in a scrimmage. Everyone's no. freaking out. Uh, look, when you look at the stat sheet, uh, it doesn't, it, it just doesn't look great, right? Because you see 33 shots to two. To two. <laughs> uh, it's just an absolute uh, uh, powerhouse, uh, you know, that, that they had to go up against. And and it, in, in a lot of these matches, people are, are watching them. Um, and and there's, look, there's a lot, again, there's a lot of context here. Colombia had to play with all uh, of their domestic players. They didn't have, they couldn't play with any of the players that are, that are playing currently in Spain. So they, they did have some, some better players that just were not available. But that's um, not their A squad. It is not their, their full. No, because uh, then they would have gotten like six shots on goal. <laughs> you know what I mean? No disrespect I mean, to Colombia. Obviously, yeah, yeah. you know, well, great I, national team. But it is tough to look at some of these stats because you're just like, were they not allowed to touch the ball? Like, you know, what, I mean? <laughs> what was what was their tactic? But, but this is the thing with, with the U.S. Women's National Team is that they are ruthless. They they respect every team to the point where, yo, we are gonna 
absolutely smack you in the mouth. We don't care. You, if you are at this level, you're gonna you're gonna receive the same kind of the same level of effort that if we were playing Japan or the Netherlands or France. We don't care oh. what shirt you're wearing. <laughs> we know it ain't ours. Okay. <laughs> like I, for a short period of time, I coached seventh and eighth grade girls basketball. Right. My buddy okay. was doing it. He ends up getting arrested. Whatever. I'll take over the team. <laughs> Whole thing. Uh, <laughs> you you have less of a rap sheet, so you're obviously yeah, the next in yeah, line. Like, right? hey, he seems a bit more reputable, you know? <laughs> so obviously my girl comes with me. I'm like, I don't know how to handle, you know, a coach girl. So you, you help me along. And I decided we're going to do a full court press. I was like, okay. yo, let's just full court press them. These are seventh and eighth grade girls. They probably ain't prepared for this. Right. And we're bodying them. By the way, every game would end like 26 to 22, you know? One, <laughs> at one point, we're winning 48 to 6. And I'm just like, full court press, full court press. Because I forget the score. I just like, full court yeah. press. Like, don't lose it. You're right. Every possession, I you want to get a children crying. Right? I, you know, and they crying. We, we, we have lost. <laughs> only reason I stopped the full court press in the second half, because they only do two halves, is because one of the refs came over and they're like, Buddy, come on. <laughs> he's like, and I actually said, yo, you never know if they can mount the comeback. And he's like, are you're you just, seeing the score? You're just crease from Cobra Kai. No mercy. Okay? Yeah. You show weakness to these little girls. <laughs> They're so, going to yeah, come back to you. I, at one point, I was wearing a, a Giants jersey. I had, I had obviously a shirt underneath. I took it off, and I'm smacking it on the ground. Like, I was going a little bit. I shouldn't have been a coach. I shouldn't have been a coach. Deep could confirm all of this. All right. So I feel like the women's national team are like, you know, the, there's how much how much extra time? Two minutes of added time. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> you never know. Send the keeper up. <laughs> <laughs> See, but look, the uh, a couple of big moments, right? First goal uh, for uh, uh, Katarina Macario. She scores. Obviously, she is a uh, was born in Brazil, but raised in uh, the United States. I don't know what uh, you're play- talking about, yo. She's from Kalamazoo. <laughs> Shut up. That's what it says on the paperwork. <laughs> No, but she uh, uh, from uh, played at, at Stanford and is uh, she's already signed for uh, for uh, Lyon. She lo- already looks like an absolute star. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I already she's probably going to be at at the next World Cup. I very much see that as a real possibility. I mean- for the women's national team to even want to pursue a dual national means you must be damn good. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh- and uh, a couple of great things. Obviously, her first goal. Who got who got the assist on that first goal? Let's go, no Ali Krieger. <laughs> let's go, uh, Ali. Uh, uh, played great. Two goals uh, from from Megan Rapino. Uh, Megan Rapino. Again, we were talking about her before. We, you know, she hadn't played uh, much in, in 2020. Also looked great. So everybody's still looking sharp. And then another a first goal for Midge Purse uh, of Sky Blue. That was great to see as well. And also getting to see Crystal Dunn play up front. Finally, the women's national team madness. Okay, Let's Blanco's go. like we're we're changing it up. We're doing whatever around. we want. Send the keeper. Like the game's not even started yet. <laughs> Ashton, get in there. Okay, you're the striker now. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of MLS news that we gotta discuss. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the MLS draft in a little bit, but first, uh, there is some big news out of Inter Miami. We have to dis- discuss the new coaching hire. Uh, when you think of Miami, right? You think of Art Deco and pastel suits, right? <laughs> and mysterious white powder. <laughs> what it, we, can, know, we can't confirm what it is. What am I, a scientist? Okay. I mean, I'm going to have to get close to it and smell it if you want me to really tell you what it is. But like, when you think of like 
partying and nightclub and the sun beating down on you and Latin flair and <laughs> South American and Caribbean. What's the first thing that comes to your head as an appropriate hire? I say I need to bring in whoever, doesn't matter who, whoever coached the English women's national team. Okay, yep. That's who I need. Let's get Miami. a guy who needs SPF 43,000. <laughs> Phil Neville has been hired by Inter Miami. Yeah. Uh, so, and then the, 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 people are uh, like looking into the hire a little bit. And obviously, the, uh, you know, when you look back at Phil Neville's career, especially in, in England, uh, as a player, obviously uh, an incredible, uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, they don't have Hall of Famers, right, in, uh, in, in England necessarily, but he is. Well, would, it would be the corridor of, of, of good doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> the royal foyer of a job well done. <laughs> uh, but uh, Phil Neville's coaching career, especially uh, coaching the national team, uh, the women's national team, uh, was it? You know, wasn't. It's not even that it wasn't great, but people were not really happy with him all the time, and then they were very critical. And then the fact that he would get this job, uh, the the you know Beckham has had to answer the question of like, yo, what's? It, it feels like there's a little bit of nepotism. Uh, you're right. just hiring your your friend. Was he really the best candidate? How many people did he really interview? And Beckham's like, no, he he's not hired. He was hired simply because uh, he's a friend of mine, and right we, because we both we've known each other and played together since we were teenagers. No, <laughs> no, okay, I barely, I you know what, I barely know the guy. Okay, yeah. I, I, I gotta thought, be honest, I didn't like him the whole time, so I'm, I'm <laughs> even shocked we hired him. I looked up, I looked him up on Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, how many assists have I have I given to him? That's pretty weird. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why didn't you mention this in the interview? It's like, imagine imagine you start a club called Nutmeg United, right? Huge club, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right? Massive club. Uh, and you hire me. And you're like, no, no, no. It's simply based off merit. Everyone would be like... I gotta, I gotta think it's maybe not at the very yeah. least how the interview was was uh, uh, sort of granted. Yeah, and and for the most part, uh, you know, I don't personally. Like it's not like it's not crazy to think like oh that that anybody in any job is going to hire someone that they know that's not really the issue but the 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 problem here is that especially in MLS is that they they really look over p uh, potential candidates right and and you we you know uh, Pablo Mauro has, has written about this uh, in the Athletic about how how few uh, black coaches there are in MLS right. and when you when you have nepotism like this, where not even uh, uh, potential candidates are even getting interviewed, let's say, I'm, I'm not accusing Miami that, that that's the case, but it sort of feels like that in this instance when there was like, no, nobody was like, uh, you know, what's the, what's the list looking like? It's also weird that they, fired, that they let go of Diego Alonso, right? Like, there was that, the news uh, about, you know, the Athletic put out that he was let go, but then they were like, no, he wasn't let go. Well, and I don't think it was the Athletic, right? Or who was it? it was Maybe it was. It was Felipe Cardenas, I think it was. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. He's, been, he's been fired, and then he had to retract it. Yeah. I guess the club called it like, what are you talking about? Like, we haven't even gotten to that paragraph in this interview yet. <laughs> How are you doing that? And then like a, a week or two later, like, I he's gone. Yeah, yeah. So really weird, uh, you know, kind of the, the last few weeks that I, it's strange that it didn't. Diego Alonso obviously was was, was a good coach, I thought. Uh, in Liga MX, uh, he was at, at Monterrey. Um, so it's it's 
I think a lot of people don't expect very much. I don't. I don't see Phil Neville as a, a big step up from Diego Alonso. So no, uh, but I do think it's going to help get uh, like you know big names because uh, okay, it's a connection. It's another. Rem- it, it reminds you of David Beckham. It's another connection to the great Manchester United. He's a legend in in a, maybe not the first name you think of when you think of legend, but certainly that that phone call holds a bit more weight than like a. Greg Vanny calling you if you're sure. someone who's international and don't know MLS. So I think in, in one way it'll work to get big names. What's going to happen on the field? I don't know. You know, it's not yeah. my, it's not my job. It's Phil's now. <laughs> I know he's going to be covered in, in, in uh, SPF every few minutes. He's going to have to be completely covered. We got more when we get back after this. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break up with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you. That's right, Gully Squad. Uh, I mean, Gully Squad. I mean, the last during quarantine, how has Gully Squad has not only become a just a, a dope soccer community, but it's becoming a vital space for my emotional well being. Okay? <laughs> yes, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have anyone to talk to a lot of the time, and also I would not know what an apple crisp is. <laughs> okay, yeah, we are. This, there's so much uh, communication and. and sharing of food uh well you know it's it's you know that, that i don't really dwell in that channel too much no you're not allowed to your girl can see it on your face that you're looking at food she goes through my phone not to look for like texts from other girls she's just looking yeah, she's at, like booty pick booty pick booty pick sandwich Sam, what is this how dare you, you betray me like this she's messaging me home wrecker <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, Gully Squad is obviously the, the you know it, essentially the the, the Cooligans community uh, of people that are fans of soccer, fans of comedy, fans of food, fans uh, of pizza. Uh, it's an opportunity to help uh, support uh, the, the content that we put out, help us put out more content uh, that we can deliver to the masses, and also get some exclusive content uh, for yourself. So there's a, a bunch of really cool things going on in there. We have an amazing uh, uh, Slack channel that may or may not exist. Who knows? Hey. Uh, even though we just talked about it. Exactly, but, you know, it's vague. It's very vague. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you can join at, at, at any level. You can join. Uh, you can give, uh, like, five bucks, ten bucks. You can give more. If you give more, there's more perks involved, like, uh, you know, merch and, and, and a pin and stickers and different things like that. So uh, it's if you're a fan of soccer, uh, if you're a fan of comedy, we highly recommend you joining. Uh, and it, it definitely helps the show grow uh, so we can do a bunch of other fun things, you know, in 2021 when we can finally travel we can be able, be able to go do live shows and do live events and do a lot of other things like that so uh plus you get some really exclusive stuff like when we release the uh the pins you get a pin for joining that's right when we release the pop socket you got a pop socket for joining stuff like that so there's a lot of really good exclusive stuff it's not just being a part of the uh you know slack channel that may or may not exist but trust me that's a dope part of it very much so so uh, go to soccercooligans.com and click on the join gully squad button now Hi, baby. We're back on the Cooligans Living Room FC, and we didn't even get a chance to talk about the MLS draft. Yeah, we got to discuss it. Um, obviously, the the MLS draft has become not as uh, you know the the the, the fanfare uh, and and the pageantry is kind of missing. Obviously, when we're not doing it in person, uh, but it's been uh, like as far as some of the names uh, we, we you have to you have to find your energy and excitement sort of based on what the anchors are telling me I should be excited about. You know what I mean? 
you tell me who these people are. You, <laughs> we look, we follow a lot of soccer, college soccer, not really our thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, and then, especially since there really wasn't much <laughs> college soccer. And even when there is a full season of college soccer, there isn't much college soccer anyway, right? No, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, it's like 10 <laughs> games. They're like, you good. You did it. <laughs> okay. We see, we see, you know, what? Uh, kick the ball around a little bit, a little keepy uppies. All right. Uh, here's an $8 million contract. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think one of the things that was exciting about this and, and maybe I'm wrong, but didn't it feel like there was more like wheeling and there, there was something exciting about it? Not because these players you expect to be like huge hits or, you know, instant starters or anything, but there was something about it where it felt like moves were being made. You know, there was something like almost like Vegasy about it. Yeah. Well, Philadelphia Union were like just all in on the on the table. They get they got rid of all of their draft picks. Yeah. <laughs> they had no interest uh, in, in, in being involved. They, they pulled an Oprah. They're like, you get a draft pick and you get a draft pick. <laughs> well, it's like, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, if, when you, someone gets like invited to speed dating and they're like, you know what? I don't even need to. I don't even need to see who's there because I know they're all losers. You know right, what right, I mean? right. <laughs> it's like you went to speed dating because your friend just got divorced and you're like, look, I'll be there, but I don't want to talk to nobody. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but Everyone, a lot of people, uh, a lot of the experts are saying that the Philadelphia Union were uh, made out uh, best in this draft by not participating at all and only getting uh, allocation money. Uh, but they also instead. have like an incredible development system. Exactly. So they're yeah. like, we got this already. We yeah, built we- it ourselves. We don't need you. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, it's like when you know the comedians that have stopped drinking alcohol and they get paid in drink tickets. They're just handing it out. <laughs> it's Christmas, okay? I don't need this. I brought an iced tea with me, baby. <laughs> I don't need this. I think the most exciting thing was uh, this uh, kid Philip Mayaka. Um, mm-hmm. Who's Yaka? Mayaka. Um, <laughs> Which we'll call it. He apparently was getting looked at by Levante in um uh in uh, La Liga. Yeah. And and you know, he drops from everyone was like Matt Doyle was like, I mean, this is the easiest number one since mm-hmm. uh what was the who's uh, uh, La- uh Laren, Kyle Laren. He's like, This is the most yeah. automatic number one. I mean, he's like, put all your money on it. You don't yeah, need yeah. get a reverse mortgage. And I'm as certain about this <laughs> as I was about Andrew Wiggins, okay? I yeah. know this is gonna this is hundred percent gonna work out. <laughs> and then Austin FC comes in and they're like, Yeah, we'll take Daniel Perea. And it's like, we didn't even want Daniel Perea, we just wanted Matt Doyle to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we just wanted to mess up this broadcast, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just the instead of the picture of the guy in the conference room, it's that whatever that cartoon character is with the flames around them, you know. Elmo? Is it Elmo? I don't know what it is. <laughs> so just like this. Yeah. Oh, you really, you, you really missed out on a lot of pop culture and uh, <laughs> anything. But I, you were, must have been watching like you know uh, mafia movies. I like. I was. Years I was going to say know? crime movies, dude. <laughs> since I learned English. <laughs> oh wait, you're you're, wait, you're talking about uh, not the Elmo one. Uh, not that this is fine. I am talking about Elmo. The, the, oh, you are talking about the yeah, Elmo yeah, one. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. red thing, right? The tickle yeah, yeah, the Elmo the thing. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, one of our producers thought it was something else, uh, but no, because they were like, he couldn't possibly not know what Elmo was, <laughs> and I did not know that was Elmo. The, this is fine, actually. I don't know where I'm. I'm I don't know where that's from. I think it's is uh, maybe some one of our producers could let us know. I I thought it was Adventure Time, but I don't think it's Adventure Time. Uh, no, I, it's probably. Um, I think it's fake. I think it's made up. No, no, no. It's a, it's a real cartoon. I, I just don't know which one. I thought it was Avengers. <laughs> Somebody said Hel- Helmo. Helmo? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's true. I, I absolutely I hope that's true. That's me. Street spinoff. I'll, I'll watch that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think the other thing that came out of the draft is uh, NYCFC, I believe, had the 17th pick. Yeah. And then they traded that to Minnesota for even more gam. Mm. Now, yeah. NYCFC got like, uh, you know, Scrooge McDuck speaking of cartoons, <laughs> okay. like level of gam where mm-hmm. I'm like, what are they going to do it. with this? Just, yeah. <laughs> Just swimming in this game. <laughs> what does gam look like? That's a real question. Do they print out like full bills? Is it like, you know, yeah, Barbara's face on it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's just smoking a cigar <laughs> like what do you what what do you think is going to happen because i know that they were after this serbian player who turned them down uh a serbian player i don't know yeah. who you're talking about they were uh, after some serbian striker and he he turned down okay the i know this uh, there's a uh, francisco servi I, I don't. I, he's not Serbian. His name is Serbian. I could be. I could be mashing this up in my head. To be completely honest okay, with you, because people's last names are not simply like the country that they're from. But weird. <laughs> Wait, Cuba Gooden Jr. Ain't from Havana. <laughs> Francisco Serbi uh, is Argentinian. Plays uh, at Benfica, and it's looking like uh, he was. It, it was uh, rumored that he was going to go to NYCFC. Uh, there is a connection there, right? Obviously, uh, Keaton Parks came from uh, Benfica yeah. uh, as well. Um, and it looks like he turned them down to go to uh, uh, for, oh, Franco Servi, not Francisco. Right. Uh, and, uh, Franco Helmo Servi, <laughs> I believe. is. <laughs> so, uh, and it looks like he turned them down to go, uh, I believe, to a La Liga side. Uh, so I don't know uh, what I, I don't know what NYCFC are going to look like. Uh, to, when you start hearing... Um, you know, teams not wanting to. It, 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 it's. Have you watched the news? <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. It, Even it just, if DC United had a chance to sign Mesodozo, <laughs> he watches the storming of the Capitol and he's like, I got to be honest, I'm not sure I want to show up. You know what I mean? Yeah, that this. Um, what in this. Uh, you know the the COVID transfer market, right? And this is the 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 first time, uh, the first winter transfer market, uh, uh, that that we're sort of dealing with under these circumstances. And now we are seeing like, I'm, I think MLS is bottom tier when it comes to where do I want to be quarantined for the next you know year. Yeah, where do I want to bring my family? Not to 400,000 people dying in <laughs> the United States of America. If anything, you know, right now, people are like, yo, New Zealand. You know, <laughs> What's that looking like? Okay. How much, how much gam do you need <laughs> for me to go there? Because I'll pay you, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, so I, I think we're going to see a lot of this. Of, of uh, th- There aren't the, the big signings that, that would happen in the winter. Um or or just an agreement for a player to come in the summer. I don't think we're going to see much of that. I think this season, uh, uh, th- this beginning of the season, whenever the MLS season starts, uh, I think it's going to be a little difficult to 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 get some players. And I think that's why some teams really leaned into the draft and 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 are picking up players from other teams and, and trades. I think a lot of the bigger moves are going to happen intra MLS as opposed yeah. to, uh, you know, outside of it. Uh, MLS got to call agents and be like, any of your players think this whole thing is a hoax? Because we could use them. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're, we're signing Andrew Carlton. Thank you. We got him. 
<laughs> and we have to discuss the, uh, you know, we don't know exactly when the MLS season is going to begin. Yeah, but guess what? It, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. But the labor negotiations uh, are ongoing. And uh, there was a, a, a big splash uh, as far as, you know, the, the, the next step in this process. Uh, Commissioner Don Garber uh, sent out a letter to everyone. I mean, literally, he hit reply all uh, on the email chain. <laughs> I on mean, all of soccer. Yeah. All, <laughs> everybody got this email. Uh, and it, it's uh, people were upset, right? And players were upset. Uh, uh, and, and this, and just to um, kind of uh, sum up exactly what the letter is saying is, you know, it's pretty much like, you know, it was look year, what we did for you. Yeah. <laughs> last, you know, last year was really hard on the family, and we made a lot of sacrifices. The owners took uh, c- complete financial risk, uh, and all we're asking for is your undying loyalty. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and in some cases, maybe dying. You know, <laughs> okay, dying loyalty is all we'll take it. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, loyalty seems to be the lowest common denominator we're willing to. Accept. I think, no, but look, I think the, when you look at the letter, it's a it's it, you very rarely get insight into what happens in these negotiations for this letter to come out being the let's start the PR campaign now of of look at all the positives the owners have done because owners are always dragged in the mud. Right. And, and made to feel like they're the ones that are always wrong. This is I'm, I'm paraphrasing the letter. Yeah, yeah. So let me just say, hey. Oh, bad year and we tons of money look it cost a lot of money to put that thing up in orlando it's like i took the family on vacation you know it's like <laughs> yeah you know, it's a lot of that it's like and i know you guys were away from your family and look we're willing to pay you all of your money we just want to extend the cba until whenever we feel like it you know what i mean like, it's not that difficult for you to accept because yeah, we constantly and, look, move and, the flagpole. and the responses to the letter especially from uh from mls players and from uh from the players association itself uh were pretty funny and 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 when i just read the letter uh objectively i'm like okay it doesn't it's not terrible it's not it it doesn't seem so so bad it's he's you know he's simply saying uh that that they're going to pay the players 100 percent of the salary uh this season and they just all they want is to extend uh the 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 collective bargaining agreement for another two years okay and so it doesn't sound like so insane but when when you when you know we like we spoke to andre shinyashiki who, who was on the show and, and g- gave a little bit of insight of what those negotiations were like and they weren't great right and we've spoken about this already that the players they don't want to even be going through these negotiations again they just did it uh last summer but they also feel like they not they took an l but they conceded a lot yeah to get the mls is back tournament so if that's the case they're not they're done giving concessions and that's kind of the feeling because this feels like a new energy you know what i mean like like uh, this feels like you know the the kid who got bullied a little bit you know by this one dude came back after learning karate you know what i mean okay like he got a different he ain't taking your shit no more you know you've been watching cobra kai a little bit i haven't uh, the serbian player told me about it (laughs) (laughs) so i think uh what you would call i think what you're seeing from the mls players association is this sort of not confidence but the we're done. Yeah. We're not going this way anymore. We're going that way. Yeah. And to some degree, it's without players, you don't have a league. Right. So to some degree, like, and we said this in 2015, when that strike almost happened. And the only reason I'm bringing up strike is because Ethan Finley uh, tweeted out 
uh, don't read the room, just keep swinging, basically. Uh, yeah. But it's a player. It's, it had to be a Yankee player, of course, but come on, man. Uh, it's a Yankee <laughs> player striking, which if you read into that even a little bit, yeah, yeah. right? The word strike is very prominent there. <laughs> I think what you're seeing is that the players are like, we look, COVID was a great time for us to play. It seemed safe. We weren't comfortable with the situation, but we'll do this so that we get the season off. But from here on in, it's we're not playing by your rules anymore. And this feels like they're done. Because remember how weak the MLS Players Association seemed during the like last two negotiations, I believe, right? Um, Especially uh, if we go back to that 2015 year when we first started our podcast. If you look at that, everyone was like, yo, what the, you know, you guys let everyone walk all over you, blah, blah, blah. It seems like that's done. Are you aren't you getting the same sense? Uh, it does feel that way. I mean, similar, like kind of like to, to what you're saying about uh, having a different level of confidence. Like the players made a huge sacrifice, being in the bubble, uh, uh, not be, being with their families, having these uh, weird, uh, you know, rules and regulations. It's it's difficult to be an athlete in these circumstances, right? Uh, and and it it does feel like kind of like what I was saying before, like they're tired of of these the the hand wringing, just a constant negotiation, and then seeing Don Garber go on the PR campaign already uh, without you know, and pretty much saying like, look, the ball's in their court. Well, I don't know why they haven't gotten back to us. Like they're 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 affecting you, the fan, from getting to see your major league soccer, and that is what the players are frustrated with because they really. They're essentially Garber's trying to get the fans on his side uh, instead of the players, and really, it's it's an impossible task. It is not going to happen. I don't uh, know. I think there's. I feel like there could be a, a a split in the fan base of saying like we've gotten so long without being able to go to the to the parks. I want to see the game. Come on, players. I could see that. I could see that, but who is going to? Uh, what rational reason do you have to be upset with the players? They they're risking everything. They risked everything. Uh, Since when is rational thinking a part of <laughs> soccer fandom? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Uh, yeah, like our producer saying, like people, I'm sure saying, like they get m- more money than me. Some of these guys are millionaires, and they don't want to play because it's not no, enough money. You cannot say um, that about major league. I soccer. said some. <laughs> I specifically no, said some. I could understand, you know, the the, the tattooed millionaires uh, line about NBA players or NFL players, and and the the, the ridiculous argument, even even. I don't. You could get paid a billion dollars. You're still taking the same risk as the dude that's making eighty two thousand. So it, it, it's yeah. it, money is I, not the the no. The, but you could see some here. fans picking that side. I wouldn't. I'm obviously yeah, yeah. on the side of the players. I get it, but, but yeah. I'll just say they're dumb and they're wrong. That's all. Well, yeah. Well, that's the purpose <laughs> of the show. Is for us to point at all the people who are dumb. Well, I think of players from <laughs> Serbia because his last name kind of sounded like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the take you come here for. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm throwing stones because the glass house is completely broken. There's no glass. <laughs> it's shattered under my feet. I, I, should, I really should stop. You know, I'm kind of tired, really. From throwing I should have worn shoes. <laughs> uh, Christian, I'm, I'm sure you saw this because it's been going uh, crazy, especially in American uh, soccer Twitter. But Weston McKenney hoisting uh, a big old cup. 
Bad Boy's about half the size of his body. Okay. What is that? Pimp cup? <laughs> Damn. Right. When we said Italian super cup, you didn't need to make it a super sized cup. You know what I mean? Okay. Man, that's a lot of Coca-Cola in there, I bet. <laughs> There's almost no ice in here. You're going to kill me. Uh, no, this is great. Uh, Weston McKinney, uh wins his first uh, trophy. Uh, obviously, the U.S. men's national team uh, starlet. He is. I uh, look. Well, look. We, we every every week. I, well, look. When he signed for Juve, we were like, what, "Was this some sort of clerical error? What exactly? How <laughs> right. did this happen? How did a he have a ruse? <laughs> 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 what is going on? So many people thought he wouldn't uh, do well. That he wouldn't uh, succeed. I didn't think he'd get minutes. I, I yeah. And, yeah. he, and it was like first game. He was already there. I'm like, what happened? That training? Did <laughs> did he threaten Pirlo? What's going on? Pirlo, just a fan of the music he picks <laughs> in, the, in the locker room. <laughs> um, but no, this is uh, they played against uh, against Napoli uh, and, and won the Italian uh, Super Cup. Uh, I'm reading a couple just quick stats about you uh, about Weston McKenney. Weston McKenney is the first American to play for Juve. He's the first American to score at the San Siro. Uh, first American to score at the Camp Nou. A first American to win the Italian Super Cup and the 2020 U.S. Male Player of the Year. I mean, uh, he's killing it, and he's still just on loan from Schalke. Yeah, I like, mean, are look, they gonna buy him? I mean, at this point, you gotta, right? Yeah, it, it's um, it, it, the fact that he's winning minutes, winning his uh, you know, time at that spot, and also. Looking comfy out there. I mean, yeah. looking confident. And one of the things that's interesting is that I, for whatever reason, like Weston McKenney's not necessarily the fastest dude in the world. He's not like uh, a defensive mid the way Tyler Adams is a defensive mid, right? right? He's like just a bit, he's like a bit more physical, a bit stronger. Uh, and that is what's sort of leading him to be. I think that's what is, is getting him to like find his place in the team where he's just like, he's just like shielding people off the ball and, and uh, uh, technical enough and, and crafty enough to, to not only just make passes, but also do what, like one twos, you know, like run into uh, open spaces when, when necessary. Like right. he is much more of an attacking threat than I expected him to be at Juve. I, thought I think was- yeah, I'm surprised that he's even allowed to be right. Like you assumed like Juve would be like, if you're going to get in, it's to, to do this one job, yeah. right? Play the cover, cover for your back line. Don't you dare. But the thing I love about him, and remember like a couple of years ago, which again, we talk about Weston McKinney like he's 35 years old. <laughs> the dude's barely 22. Um, but we sort of, when you look at where he was a couple of years ago in Schalke and then going into the men's national team, everyone's like, what's the right position for him? And I think what you're finding is there's no set position for him. He's really good defensively, but he is, like you said, able to find spaces and he's not afraid to show how dangerous he is on the attack. And yeah. whenever I see him go for like a bicycle kick or something, I'm like, do you know who else is on this team? What are you doing? You know? <laughs> well, there was in, in this, uh, in the final, uh, he, uh, he, he did play well, but he did have that one, uh, mistake or I, well, I wouldn't call it a mistake, but he, he you know, there was a, a foul in the box and, and caused a penalty. Um, I, I believe it was Dries Mertens that like, he was about to clear the ball and Dries Mertens just got in the way of the ball. And he, and, and McKenney ended up hitting him, uh, and and then, but then, uh, Insigne misses the penalty, which is that I, as soon as that happened, I'm like, all right, this is. I think that you pretty much got this. Yeah. Uh, and then they had they had a late goal uh, towards the end of the game. To, which is good because Napoli's in third and Juve's in fifth, right? Juve's pretty much just in a Europa spot, and everyone's talking about how it's technically like a big fail for Pirlo right now. 
that they're not in the top. I think in the top is Milan and then Inter Milan second. So they're clear. I think they're 10 points away from first. So there's, there's a, a chance that they might miss champions league, which I think is like the bare minimum for Juventus, right? Yeah, that that has to be. I mean, they, they won the last, what, six, uh, Scudettos. Like, I mean, that's the, the standard is very, very high, uh, at Juve. Uh, but it, it looks like, Similar to La Liga as well, it, it feels like uh, the you know the, the the people that are normally winning it are don't look like they uh, that they are because Atletico is in first uh, pretty pretty comfortably as well. Uh, do you think? Talk- you, hold on. Do you think Weston McKenney? Do you think uh, Juve purchases his contract, buys him as a player, or do you think this is showing Weston McKenney maybe should get a shot with someone in the Premier League? Um, I, I think. Juve, they, they, they're going to take him. I, I think Weston having the, you know, the team that gives you such an opportunity, you got to give them, you know, you you, you want to be there a little bit longer. I who think. Do, who cares, baby? Thank you for letting me shine. <laughs> now I'm going to go. I'm going to go think, over I here. Think he's grateful. It seems like it, based on all the interviews and stuff, I think he appreciates uh, being there and, and playing with these superstars and stuff like that. He's um, also doing like the whole go Schalke go thing. And I'm, I'm he's done with Schalke. <laughs> Someone probably texted him and was like, could you please you know, just say something? <laughs> uh, w- could I? Could you see him in the Premier League? Um, yeah. I think he'd be great on like Leeds, if Leeds can stay up, which I'm sure they will. No, I, I, I don't think um, – no, not Leeds. I'm like, what team could he play for that would it be? I mean, he, he seems like a team uh, – frankly, it, uh, he could fit really well at Chelsea. Uh, that's who I think. I mean, playing – with Pulisic too, even Pulisic, but but imagine the, the a midfield of Mason Mount, Ingolo Conte, and Weston McKennie. He, he replacing Kovacic. Kovacic is not really like doing much, right? We no. talk about him all the time. It, w- him playing at Chelsea, I think he would make such a huge difference. My opinion, I, I honestly could see him at Arsenal, right? I think Mohamed El Nani's having a great season, but Thomas Partey and Weston McKennie. <sighs> Bro, it's crazy oh. that we even we're even talking about Weston McKenney and these like, all right, what super team are we gonna build around? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> around we build Weston. a Weston McKenney Octagos. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I but the, the best part about it is he went from Shaka where we were like, we don't know if he has, you know, even Bayern level, you know, and yeah. now we're like, what do you think? Was Real Madrid good enough? <laughs> For Weston McKinney, and that's in in half a season. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it says a lot of. Uh, you know, I, I think it's interesting what um, Juve saw in him because I was watching Schalke matches, and I'm I'm too focused on the yeah. other ten players that are playing horribly. You know, I, I didn't see <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't know what y'all saw. I'm like, they are, they are. I I guess he's okay. I don't know yeah. what you mean. And by the uh, way, I hope he doesn't go to Real Madrid because they're in absolute. You know, they're they're in downfall right now. They just lost to. A team of uh, of like accountants. <laughs> what is okay. it, Al Yocano? <laughs> I they they I believe they lost to the uh, Alcoyano grounds Al- crew. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's their A squad, dude. <laughs> this is a third division side. This was in um, Copa del Rey, yeah, uh, and they and they're knocked out. It, it was in the, the round of thirty two, and uh, they they lost two to one. Uh, this yeah, this is not. Great right now for Ramaji. You don't sort of uh, expect this uh, uh, from them, uh, and and now they're 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 the butt of a lot of jokes. Uh, well, I will say this right now: I, you've you've seemed like you were probably a good employee, so you might not have had to do with this, but you may know someone who's done this. You ever know, like you get called in for a Friday meeting 
at like 3 p.m., that means you're getting fired, right? Everyone knows that, right? (laughs) So you ever see someone who knows they're about to get fired and right before that happens, they get sick? Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) They can't come in. I'm not saying this is what's happening, but it's <laughs> amazing timing that all of a sudden Zinedine Zidane's like, I have COVID. So <laughs> best of luck. <laughs> I am unable to make any appointments or meetings. Uh, I, apologies. Okay. Yeah, I'm my, not checking my email. I'm yeah, not checking yeah. my text. You <laughs> yeah. know, I'm coughing, so I can't. <laughs> you know, yes. Yeah, so my email has COVID, I believe, as well. So I <laughs> yeah. cannot open it. <laughs> doctor's, doctor's orders. I can't go to Gmail. So, uh, it looks like I guess I'm still good, you know, as long as I survive this. <laughs> uh, look, obviously, we wish him, uh, wish him the best. I mean, yeah, the speed of recovery been an issue uh, just so many times. We also uh, uh, Sergio Aguero also uh, tested positive for for. for COVID. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so yeah. did Dave Chappelle. Were they all hanging out? You know? <laughs> <laughs> they were swapping bits, you know, yeah. swapping jokes. Zinedine <laughs> Zidane's trying to be like, you know what you should do with that joke? <laughs> they were all in Austin. I thought Austin was going to save comedy. What happened, Joe Rogan? <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, I was watching um, Tiger Belly, you know, with uh, with Bobby Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love uh, it. And Carlos Mencia was on there uh, talking about his whole life or whatever. And uh, he was wearing a Real Madrid uh, track jacket. He's a massive Real Madrid fan. Oh, massive. I, I was not aware. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's just... I just mentioned that for no reason. Uh, Let's have right. him on the show, and then he can steal our bits. <laughs> just don't show him that clip. <laughs> Thank you for joining us to uh, for another episode of the Cool Games. We did this this one guestless. Yeah, dude, just the two of us. Wait, do we own the rights to that song? <laughs> we own it now. It's ours now. <laughs> the Fubo put it on our tab. Uh, don't do that, by the way. Okay, uh, put legal department, sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> what else uh, are you doing? <laughs> oh, you're you're having to talk to players who I've been. Re, re uh, assigning different foreigner, uh, different passports. Great, good point. Uh, this was fun though, man. I miss doing the episodes just me and you. Yeah, yeah, we got. We'll do this from time to time. But, but everybody, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, we had fun as always. Make sure you follow us at Soccer Cooligans on all social media platforms. Hit us up on eltwitche.com. Uh, and Christian, what's your social media? Oh, my at Chris Polanco on Twitter and at Christian underscore Polanco on Instagram. Wow, I'm at not Alexis on everything and at Alexis stand up on TikTok. Okay, look at that. Uh, he's doing, uh, you know, the Renegade Challenge on there. So it's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm Go doing a lot of busted challenge come through. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's out there doing the WAP Challenge all day. <laughs> love to see it. I had to learn the dance. I might as well show y'all what I got. <laughs> uh, so we appreciate the support. Make sure you follow at Fubo Sports uh, as well and all social media platforms. And follow. Make sure to subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel uh, for full episodes of the program. All right. Let us end the show as we normally do. Uh, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. And together, what are we? The, the Cooling Games! Games!